you know, this dream seems absolutely insane. It seems so, so, so crazy. So this must mean that I'm on the right path. Hey, hey, Power Babes. I'm your host, Kelly Lewis, and welcome to Tell Her She Can't, the podcast that introduces you to powerful women who refuse to believe that anything was off limits, especially when told otherwise. Today, I'm speaking to Deidre Mathis, a total powerhouse and entrepreneur and the owner of Wanderstay Hotels in Houston. Though people in her life questioned why she couldn't just stop traveling and settle down like everyone else, Deidre followed her love of travel all the way to the formation of her business and became the first black woman to own a hostel in the United States in the process. Deidre's story is so inspiring. Here's how she made her dreams literally come true. Yeah, so I'm born and raised Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm a, I'm a Southern girl. And I was raised very middle class family. Mom, stepdad, siblings, went to a pretty decent school, lived a very good life. And although I wasn't per se told the things I couldn't do, one of the things I dealt with a lot was comparison of me and my older sibling. Oh, he's so smart. Oh, he's so this. He's so that. And then got taught at a young age that my opinions, me being opinionated was too much or you're too boisterous. So all of the things now that we might teach young girls that are very good aspects of being a young woman, I was made to feel like those things were like not good. I remember asking the question like, why? Well, why can't I do this? Or why can I, I can't do this, but my brother can do this. At a young age, just never really realizing like, what is the difference between me and my brothers? Everything he can do, I should be able to do too. One of the things Deidre's family was really adamant about was education and getting a good job later in life. Her parents had the expectation that she would go into a career like medicine, but she knew that just wasn't her passion and it wasn't the right fit for her. You know, it's like you have two angels on your shoulder and it's like, what do you go for? Do you choose a major and do something that you absolutely love? Or do you do something that your dad has drilled into your head you should do from a young child? And I know a lot of immigrant children deal with this too, um, where their parents have this ideal life for them. And although I wasn't an immigrant child and my experience is probably nowhere in comparison to theirs, I still did have to deal with the, how do I tell my dad I want to major in journalism and not health science or medicine or something like that? Her sophomore year of college, Deidre was able to study abroad with a scholarship that brought her to the Dominican Republic. And that one trip changed everything. And so long story short, got the scholarship, got my passport, went to the DR for 10 days. And I literally tell people that trip, literally Kelly, I mean... I even to this day, I get goosebumps about thinking about it because I'm like, had I not gone on that trip and you, you hear about, you know, successful women or people talk all the time about one thing in their life that really changed their life. And I never really, I guess, I'm not going to say believed it. I always thought, oh, you know, there's a bunch of little things that happens in someone's life that makes them feel this Oprah aha moment. But no, it was this one trip that literally changed my life. I remember when we got off the flight, I just remember looking around and seeing people who didn't look like me. They spoke Spanish. I mean, the it was just so different. And I was like, what is this? I need more of this feeling. And 
I had always heard about the travel bug and I'm very open with saying that I didn't think that people like me, you know, a young black girl could get this thing called a travel bug. I always thought traveling, you know, it's embedded in our mind as children that only wealthy, you know, non-black people, you know, travel the world and do all these things. And so I never thought that this would be for me. But when I went to the DR, that trip literally changed my life. And I, I came back home and I was like, I don't know what that feeling is, but I need it again and again and again. She didn't know it at the time, but deciding to say yes to that trip would set Deidre on a path towards entrepreneurship in a way she never could have expected. Though her traveling and moving abroad didn't really make sense to other people because it wasn't the linear path they were taking, by pursuing any experience abroad that she could, she was setting herself on the trajectory to one day own and open her own hostel. And then I just started traveling. And of course I was by myself. And so I would stay in hostels. And really I was doing it just because of the budget. I was like, you know, I have X amount of dollars to keep me afloat for the next, you know, year or so. So I got to save my money. And so I would just stay in all these hostels and I would just meet the most amazing people. I mean, like you pay what, 30, 40, 50 bucks a night, but you're meeting these people that you have like these, I don't know, just these, anyone who stayed in a hostel and you've met other people, like you understand that experience of like, wow, I, I could not have gotten this at a hotel. And so throughout that duration of me doing my gap year, just staying in different hostels, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. Like I would stay at different places and I would say, oh, I love the way this room looks or I hate this about this place or, you know, I would just pick places apart every time I would stay in them. And then I said, you know what? I think I could do this. I knew I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I um, mean, I knew I wanted a brick and mortar business. And this is why I tell people it's important to kind of know who you are before you kind of decide where you want to go on entrepreneurship. Um, because at that time, everybody was like a big fan of like remote work. Um, well, oh, live in this beautiful island and work or go here and work. And I knew that that wasn't for me. I knew that I wanted like a brick and mortar business. And, and I knew eventually it would come to me. Um, and so midway through that point in Australia, I was like, I think I want to do this. And I just started Googling and researching and saving documents and email myself stuff that I would find. And then when I got home, you know, I said, you know what, I, I think I'm going to go for it. When Deidre got back from her trip to Australia, she re-entered the working force in a job that she liked. But the idea of owning her own hostel just never left her. Finally, she gave herself a deadline to quit working for someone else and go all in on her dreams. What I think is particularly cool about this story is that Deidre never allowed the fear of what she didn't know or the money she didn't have to become reasons that could deter her from her dream. Instead of making excuses, she just moved forward. Think about how much money it costs to like open a brick and mortar. I think my initial estimates to open my business was like a million dollars. And you're talking about at this time I had maybe fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to my name. So the whole idea was very insane. Um, I'm a huge fan of Steve Jobs. Anybody who knows me like in real life knows that, I mean, maybe as a, a personal person, he wasn't, you know, everyone has their opinion about him. But as a business person, I mean, I everything about him and I'm, one of his quotes, and I'm paraphrasing, but one of the things he said is the people who are crazy enough to think that they can make something come true are usually the ones who makes it happen. And so I just, I remember that. And I was like, you know, this dream seems absolutely insane. It seems so, so, so crazy. So this must mean that I'm on the right path. And I just started researching like business plan competitions and pitch competitions. And people met me and they said, well, you have both of your degrees in communication. I think you could pitch, you know, and win money. Um, and so I started doing that. And, you know, my 
journey with that. I was very successful with that. So after like for about a year, just really putting myself out, I won that first year. I won, gosh, 10 competitions, um, which won- earned me about $100,000. And I had built up so much traction that people in Houston were like, wait a minute, who is this person? And so when I went to go get a bank loan and I always say my situation is very like a unicorn, the bank kind of like came to me and they were like, we want to partner with you on this project. And that, that just doesn't happen. You know, I was a first time entrepreneur. I didn't have any like business experience, but they gave me a $620,000 loan. And so, you know, and just with the fundraising that I got and everything, I got enough to open my my buildings. It's insane. I mean, you really have to sit and write, map out a plan to make it happen. But I mean, I guess in hindsight, I didn't really have like a plan. I was just out there hustling. And I was like, you know what? Where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm going to figure this out. And yeah, I did. (laughs) Deidre's story is the epitome of leap and then it appears. Through pitch competitions, she was able to earn over $85,000 to fund her business, which has expanded so much that she's now on track to open a second location. But it can be so scary to get up on stage and pitch your heart out and tell people about your business and your dream and your vision. So I asked her, did she ever doubt herself in this process? So we're on track right now to open up our second location. And for that, I started to feel a little defeated. You you second guess yourself like, gosh, Deidre, you've only been open two years and now you're about to open your second location. Like, because I compare myself, I look at other people and it took them four, five, six years to open their second location. And so I, I doubt myself consistently. So I, I'm feeling some type of way towards that. But I know that it's just imposter syndrome. It's just you know, we all get it sometimes where we feel like this is too good to be true. Know what's wrong. When is the truth going to really come out? And so I'm very, honestly, I'll tell you, I'm very, very nervous about opening the second one because my mentor always said anyone can open one, but very few can open two. It's just like, this will decipher like, am I the real deal or not? Can I really make two locations run? And so I'm really nervous and scared about that. But again, I feel like those feelings that I have are great. If I was opening the second location feeling like roses and and peaches and cream, then something will probably be wrong. But because I have these feelings, that lets me know that I'm probably doing something right. And I mean, I take a lot of calculated risk. You know, of course, that means accumulating more debt and more everything. But again, with great risk comes great reward. And we're able to grow our brands and accommodate more people and leave a bigger footprint. Um, So I'm really nervous but I'm really, really excited about it. If you've got big dreams and you're coming up against a wall of self-doubt, Deidre has some great advice. If you're really passionate about something, um, and I would say that this is probably one of the most truthful things about entrepreneurship is you have to love every component about what you do because you're going to eat, sleep, and breathe your business all the time. Whoever thinks they're going to open this business and work a few hours and relax on the beach and all that, I don't care what business you're in. That is insane. The first two, three, four years of your life are going to be very invested into this business. And if you love what you do, you know, that's the first thing. And then second to that is make a plan, map it out. Number one, how much money do you need? If you notice at the beginning, I said that I, I needed about a million dollars. I figured that out very quickly. So it's like, okay, well, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So I got to figure out how to get to that though, that money small bits at a time. Doing the same thing for other people. It's just like, what industry are you in? How much money do you need? How can you make this happen? What is your timeline? And then what is your backup plan? For me, one of the things that has really helped me sustain, especially during COVID and you know all this horrible times, is saving money. I tell everybody I meet, it is insane for you to open a business and 
not have six months of reserves in your bank account. Um, because although we may never experience another COVID again, we never know what can happen in the life as a business owner. You always want to make sure you have that cushion. So just make sure you're making wise decisions, you're planning as best as possible, and that you always have like a plan A, B, or C. But yeah, one of the things I always think about is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? This project seems really big, really huge, but you can only take what you can take on a daily basis. And then when you look, you know, the hostel was a, a year and a half journey. You know, I didn't just say I want to open a hostel and then six months later we were open. No, it took about 18 months for me to really, really decide that this is what I want to do. And then for me to open 18 months. So it's like, if this wasn't something I was passionate about, would I have waited 18 months to do it? Probably not. Um, and so, yeah, you just have to really look into yourself and then and make a plan and figure out how you're going to get it done. And of course, you're going to feel defeated. I mean, you're going to feel defeated. You should feel defeated, um, but you just got to keep going. I always say you're either going to work hard for your dream or someone else's. Yeah, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have stressful days. You're going to cry. You're going to be angry. Um, that's going to that's totally normal. But would you rather do that for something that's going to benefit your life long term or someone else's? And for me, that answer was definitely I'd rather put that energy towards mine. We don't always know that we're going the right way in life or in business. Our job as creators is to chase our visions boldly, regardless of what anyone else thinks or says about it. You never know what's just around the corner of that wild dream that you have. And Deidre is a perfect example of this. All the little things I was doing in college and right after college, it didn't make sense to people. When I finished my bachelor's degree, um, you know, I, I moved to San Jose, Costa Rica by myself, didn't know a soul. I moved there for three months where everyone was like going straight into grad school or straight into their careers. I was like, no, I'm going to go to Costa Rica. People probably looked at me like, wow, you know, what is Deidre doing? You know, she's not taking her education serious. But look at what those little things led to my life becoming. I'm living the life of my dreams because I took a risk very, very early on. I love Deidre's story and her brand. If you're ever in Houston, be sure to book your stay at her property, Wanderstay. For more about Deidre, visit wanderstay.com. That's all for this week, Power Babes. Sending you big love and endless possibilities. You've got this. To pick up a copy of Tell Her She Can't, visit tellhershecant.com.